All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about licensing IPs. Like, what does it look like to get a license, whether it's video games or comic books or whatever? How, how do you do that? This is something that a lot of people have asked me about. They talk, you know, they say, oh, well, how does this work? And I have no idea. I don't have any idea. And so, like, explain to me what that process looks like. Uh, IP. IP is, uh, I, IPs are, are, are a tough thing to get, uh, and yet if you manage to get them, they can, they can be very powerful. Here are some of the best practices that, and, and, and the lesson that I had doing, trying to sign IP for, for two years now. The first thing is uh, trying to approach an IP. Trying to approach an IP is, uh, is, is almost the hardest thing. Because uh, the first attempt is to send a cold email, right? You like, oh, I want to have uh, actually Sherlock Holmes. So uh, who's taking care of Sherlock Holmes? So you might actually found the, the publishing studio and you might find an email, you send an email and nobody answers you. It's, it's the hardest thing. Cold email simply don't work. One of the tricks I found in order to access those people was to go through LinkedIn and to try to uh, find the person in charge at the studio and see who do I know who know this person, at least second or third degree. And yeah. there's always someone that I, I mean, okay, I come from the video game industry and I'm trying to get video game licenses. So I never had a single person that was not connected to someone. And so I would, con I would connect my contact. Hey, Gabe, how you doing? I saw that, you know, uh, you know, Patrick from this, from this company, would you mind, uh, making me a quick intro? Sure. And send a problem. Good luck. Borgium sounds great. Let me know. And so, so uh, as soon as you have this email introduction with someone that's, you know, Patrick, hey, Patrick, Vincent, let me present you David. David is trying to, Vincent is doing board games. It works. It works because suddenly there's someone who kind of come as a trusted in, you know, reference. Oh, oh, if he knows Patrick, he must be a good guy. Hey, nice to meet you, Vincent. If you're a friend, you're a friend. Um, and that first contact is so crucial to really get the conversation started. So uh, dig into your network uh, in order to see uh, if you can get that introduction. After that, I would say there's also about choosing the right IP for what you want to do. Um, and I can share some interesting learning curve for us. Um, we actually went for the reach on term of KPIs of IP we wanted to have in 2018, uh, sorry, in 2017. and uh, And as much as those, uh, so those two IP with Rich were Fruit Ninja and Zombie Tsunami, one with 150 million download, the other one with 1.5 billion download. But uh, interestingly, those are two casual licenses, and casual games don't do so well on crowdfunded projects. Um, and so uh, Fruit Ninja is kind of said to be a pretty strong success on shelves. And actually, I was in Nuremberg recently. Uh, to sign publishers on it, and I, there is a strong sense of uh, of energy around it. And, and I, I'm back from Nuremberg uh, uh, for a week now, and and I actually have a lot of publishers and people who are interested to to take the game. But when we put it on 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 social media uh, and and through a crowdfunding process, it was too casual uh, for it to succeed. So uh, interestingly, understand where you want to sell this IP and who will be your audience to make sure it works. Uh, when we talk about board games and IP, we also talk about often about Kickstarter, obviously. About half of the IP we talked to were not Kickstarter fans. They didn't want to get their brand mixed with it, uh, which is fine. But it's true that obviously 
being independent uh, publisher and, and we have been lucky to find some success in the last year and a half, but we're still pretty young ourselves. And so relying on crowdfunded project, uh, you know, crowdfunded uh, financing is still very important even for for a company like us who have I've sold you know, over 30,000 units in, in, in 2017. So, so you might want to pass on those IP who don't, don't want it to or understand what it means to go straight to retail. It's a much more difficult story. You really need to have an existing network of distributor and publisher who will take this game uh, and will be able to look at it and bet on it as much as you do. Uh, otherwise, you might end up with a very expensive license that don't pay off. And finally, the last thing is about percentages and, and, and minimum guarantee. Most companies have licensed did not ask for a minimum guarantee. Uh, only the largest one did. And honestly, I don't think you should ever give more than $20,000 of minimum guarantee now that I am experienced at it. I think $20,000 of minimum guarantee is is kind of like the max you should go. Uh, and, it's, and it's a generous one. I've given more and I totally regret. Um, and uh, so so that, that, that will be my advice. In terms of percentages, it's the way I I discuss this with IPs that generally depends on the amount of communication they can bring. You know, like an IP, for example, of a movie is worth very little because uh, people might remember that movie, but, uh, you know, this IP will not get you direct. Like they, they will not actively bring you players you know, or buyers. You know, I work with free-to-play games. So free-to-play games have the added bonus of having a lot of daily traffic. So when I get this IP, I ask to get a pop-up in the game during the entire duration of our Kickstarter campaign so that for 21 days, there's a pop-up in that app that will bring players and make them aware um, actively that there is a board game version of the video game they're about to play right now. And that is a, a big difference, right? Uh, so, so the percentage is that we give as a, sorry, as, as a royalty fee uh, heavily depends on how, how uh, passive or active is the IP in its capacity to actually bring people beyond just the, uh, I would say, the, the knowledge of how famous it is, it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's, I think those are like the, the key things that I've learned doing this for a year and a half, pretty like full time and, and actively. Gotcha. And now is this something you're just going to continue to pursue? Is it is it worth continuing to pursue in your opinion? Absolutely, actually. And so for us, for Lucky Duck, though, in 2018, uh, we are much more focused on mid-core and hardcore licenses. Uh, I can't give you names, but uh, we're talking to a really large MMORPG video game. Uh, we're talking to... Uh, one of the most famous mid-core tower defense mobile game uh, that ever landed on on mobile. So we're still talking to uh, a very big IP from the video game industry, either mobile or PC, uh, but none of them are casual. They are like games that people have played for hours on, and and uh, and 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 the it's it's we're exploring this KPI, which is basically retention. Retention is is how many times have you come back or how many hours have you played a game uh, before you call it a day. So the the retention KPI is kind of our key KPI on our side, basically, this year. We want to explore, um, 
we want to explore games uh, that have been played hours on end uh, because uh, when you've played hours and maybe years on end a game you're emotionally a lot more attached to to this IP and you're more a, a lot more likely to want to buy other products in the ecosystem of that IP um, in order to kind of get back to that emotion again. So, so uh, for 2018, we actually will have uh, two very strong products in retail, uh, in the casual side, but from our crowdfunding side and and the game we're bringing to, to Kickstarter, uh, we're trying to explore signing these kind of mid-core, hardcore IPs. Gotcha. Well, cool, man. That makes a lot of sense. And gosh, thank you. Thank you for that insight. Thank you for those things that matter uh, the most. I think that's something that can help uh, anyone who's thinking about designing a game that has an IP in mind or anyone that's thinking about publishing a game and it just doesn't know how to reach out and figure out what that what that process looks like. But uh, Vincent, really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show and good luck with everything you got going on, everything Lucky Duck's doing right now. Thank you so much, Gabe. And uh, hopefully... Uh... Hopefully, we'll be working together. (laughs) I hope hope so, man. That'd be awesome. I'm I'm excited about uh, what your company's doing and, and what the future holds. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Gabe. Have a great day.